I'm Ann Archer. And I'm Michelle Danner. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Life Minute TV. TV. <laughs> Her student list as an acting coach reads like a who's who of Hollywood. The famed teacher Michelle Danner, also an established screen director, her latest Miranda's Victim is due out in the fall, gave us the scoop on her recent masterpiece on the live stage, a one-woman virtual show called A Ticket to the Circus, and it stars Golden Globe BAFTA and Oscar nominee Anne Archer. They will stop by virtually to tell us all about it. All right, let's get into it. Tell us about uh, the play. Anne and I collaborated during COVID on a wonderful one-woman show based on uh, a memoir called The Ticket to the Circus by Norris Church Mailer, adapted for the stage by Bonnie Culver. And, you know, I, I approached Anne and she loved it and, you know, and she brought her beautiful grace and elegance to this piece. And we worked on it during COVID. And then we, because it was COVID, we did it as a virtual theater piece. And now we're in the process of, you know, we're going to do it for the stage. Uh, it's a great piece about the, the wife, one of the wives, of <laughs> Norman Mailer. And who brought it to me was his youngest son, John Buffalo Mailer, who's a good friend of mine. I had heard of the book and then I read the book. And I was always fascinated about this whole life of Norman Mailer. I mean, it's a slice of our history of literature, you know, of what those times were like in New York. And we enjoyed working on it. Yes. And uh, when Michelle brought it to me, I thought, oh, my God, this is the best part that's ever been put in my lap. She was a very, very interesting lady who lived quite a life. And the fact that she could get out of Arkansas as a young woman and end up in New York in this very glamorous life, which it was in the 60s and 70s, actually. It was pretty amazing what she was able to accomplish. So it was a pleasure and a welcome challenge for me to get my teeth into this character. And she had a lot of experience. I mean, he had, how many kids was it now? I've forgotten. He had six wives, but he had, I think, 10 children altogether. Yeah. Yeah. And she became stepmother. They had one child together and she became became stepmother to all the others and they all loved her. She was this amazing woman. And uh, then she faced some really difficult time with illness toward the end of her life. And she got so much done even while she was ill. I mean, wrote this whole book. And then two months before she passed away, she was doing book readings, meeting in bookstores to do readings of her book. I just felt very attached to her spirit and her intelligence and her ability to handle uh, someone like Norman Mailer, who was a wonderful, brilliant, and very eccentric guy. And she had no problem with that. She just knew how to handle him. <laughs> and, you know, it's not taken for granted, I think, when an actor takes on the role of someone who has lived, that you can take on the flame of that person. Yeah. But you did. You yeah. took on her flame. Yeah. You made her come to life. Yeah, she lives within me, I have to tell you. she In, in some ways, she's very close to me. I understand that era, that world, and, and the, the view of men at that time, especially in relationships and New York. I spent a lot of time in New York. I did theater in New York, so I understood her world, and I, it's made me feel very close to her. She still lives within me. She's an amazing lady. And I think her world is what's really interesting about this, you mm -hmm. know, aside from the fact that Norman Miller was an iconic writer, but they had such an interesting life mm -hmm. and was so rich. 
Mm-hmm. And it was filled with, you know, obviously love because they had this big family mm-hmm. and passion. And ultimately, I think that this is a real love story. It's a love story with two people that, you know, had a certain distance and age. You know, he was a fascinating man and she was a fascinating woman and they found each other and and loved each other until the end of his life. And I always love these passionate love stories. We had a lot of fun rehearsing it because she was so interesting and it's so full of life. And Michelle is a wonderful director, really a delight to work with. She really frees the actor to explore and find their truth. And I don't think I've ever had a director give me that much room to find my truth as Michelle does and then bring out the best in you. So it made it a really fun experience because we were rehearsing to put it up in the theater. And then when COVID hit, we didn't rehearse for a while. And then we thought, you know what, let's just keep going during COVID. And then Michelle wisely thought we need to film it because we don't know when this whole pandemic is going to end and what's going to happen. So let's go ahead and film it. We filmed it very quickly. It really is a virtual show, just filming a theater piece. It's, it, you know, it doesn't have a bunch of cameras with a bunch of different angles or we we couldn't do that and we had to do it very quickly and we thought well we'll get back to it and then we thought oh no better edit it as best we can and get it out there because it it just went on so long you know the COVID went on for so long so now we're looking at putting it back up on the stage now that we can all come together in theaters (laughs) and enjoy that experience of watching something live yes we're very excited about it and it's a one-woman show so what's the challenges of that you know you talk talk for over an hour nonstop. So the challenge is to remember where you are. I found it was best to put it in sections in my head. This is the story about that and this part about that. And when we were doing it on the stage, the movement helped, you know, oh yeah, that's the whole segment I do in the chair. Things like that would lead me to the next thing. Memorization, I've always been really good at that. It's been a strong suit. I don't know if that'll always be true, but it has has been. I did worry about it a lot. Michelle put up with me worrying about it constantly. But in the end, I think we survived it pretty good. We did have a teleprompter just in case when we decided to film it, which I barely used. I frankly had to know it well enough. But yeah, that's always a challenge for any actor to talk that long. But it's the game of it. You know, I mean, heck, that's half the fun of it. Can I do this? Why not? Let's go for it. <laughs> Major tour the force to be able to sustain. It's it's very difficult. We can't underestimate the challenge of what yeah. that is. And I've seen some one-man shows on Broadway, one-man, one-woman shows. It's always impressive how it works. And frankly, little pieces of business help a lot, as I say, because they're markers of where you are in the piece. And I've always been impressed with that. And uh, I don't know, I always felt I could do it. So Yeah, it's a, it's a responsibility to bring all these characters to life and to mm-hmm. bring the audience, pull the audience mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. that you're that you're in mm-hmm. but uh ultimately if you're able to pull off a mm-hmm. one-woman show a one-man show it's mm-hmm. a big accomplishment mm-hmm. and Anne is definitely pulling it off it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, very sweet and how is it different you know doing a stage acting and directing versus you know film for me I used to think it was different but I don't think that anymore I feel if you are living the truth and 
it's inside you and you are the character. I don't think there's any difference. Maybe in a musical, there might be on the stage, but in a straight play, don't you think? And how do you I, feel directing? I, I just love the theater and, uh, and and I love the medium of films. I mean, I just made a film that's coming out in the fall uh, and I'm about to make another film in a few months. I love film. However, as I was watching the Tonys, I was just exhilarated <laughs> because I started to go I'm going to go see this. I'm going to go see this. I'm going to go see that. But I'm, I, you know, I, I love that both mediums to me are equally filled with, with richness and life and creativity. And each of them poses their challenges, of course. I mean, there's nothing like the theater. And that's when we talked about, okay, so we did this for virtual theater and people can see it for a few more performances. And then we're going to bring it live because that experience of a whole group of people sitting, you know, together, this visceral, you know, in the moment experience that can't happen tomorrow and did not happen yesterday the power of the theater somebody said uh that wonderful writer said you know theater is a cure mm. which i love that mm -hmm. thought that yeah mm -hmm. theater is a cure mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's true it's true yeah i watched the tonys as well and i actually booked tickets for us to go to new york to see jody comer in prima facie i cannot miss this Oh, performance yes. and she won the Tony. I'm seeing it. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm gonna go to New York. We talked yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're gonna go yeah. to gotta, gotta see it. <laughs> yeah, now there's some performances that cannot be missed. Years and years ago, Janet McTeer did a performance of a doll's house. Oh. I saw it. Broadway. And I literally sent everybody. I said, mm -hmm. you have to book your flight. You mm -hmm. have to go see it. Mm -hmm. There's some performances mm -hmm. and that's it. You know, sometimes they immortalize them by mm -hmm. filming them, but it's never the same thing if you're there mm -hmm. in that moment watching. Mm -hmm. And Jessica Chastain in A Doll's House Now on Broadway is a performance that should never be missed. It's right. amazing. Maybe a whole different it. treatment of the play that uh, definitely works. So. Anyway, we love the theater. We love we love the theater. <laughs> That's why we're here. <laughs> and what's next for each of you? What are you working on? Well, this project, I mean, it's going to take something to get back up to speed. And Michelle's about to shoot a film. So we'll see what happens. And we're tightening the show a little bit. We want to do that. And so that's what my attention is on, is this piece. Yeah. And that's going to take all of my attention and my energy. And you are about to start shooting another movie. I'm going to shoot another movie. And I have Miranda's Victim, a movie coming out in the fall with some an incredible cast of actors but Abigail Breslin. So it's a, it's a movie that tells the story of uh, someone who survived a horrific rape in the 60s. And that gave birth in, in the courts to the Miranda rights. And so, I'm and it's wonderful. I just saw it. It's absolutely mm -hmm. fat and an important movie with an incredibly important message. And it definitely works. And it's getting a lot of attention and yeah. it's very exciting. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. I am uh, going to also direct at the end of the year, beginning of next year, a movie called Helios. And it's a big disaster movie. It's a sci-fi thriller. It takes place in space and on Earth. And uh, I'm excited about that too, because it's a big movie, but it's a, at the core of it is a really human story about saving, you know, humanity. Great. I remember you were about to start filming the last time we talked to Miranda's. <laughs> I was going to film Miranda. Yeah, so now it's cool. And what do you like to do when you're not working? How do you guys relax? She, she's never not working. So I don't know how she's going to answer that question. <laughs>
Well, I like to spend time with my kids. My son graduated middle school yesterday, which was very emotional because mm-hmm. all the kids talked about what they were grateful for, what we're thankful for. And, you know, to just be able to to raise children, something that's a priority for me. Yes, creativity must exist. I have to have it the way that, you know, I nourish myself, but my children are definitely number one. Well, I would say that's probably true for me too. I mean, I I have grown boys, but I have grandchildren now and I have two granddaughters, uh, eight and nine and a new little grandbaby boy, two and a half. And that's fun for me. I mean, I just, I love spending time with them. And my younger son is here right now because he's working on the U.S. Open Golf Championship in Los Angeles. And so he's staying at the house for a week and I'm so happy because I have my kids around. Um, and then, Anne, I have to ask you about Fatal Attraction. I know you probably get asked about it all the time. Why do you think that like movie became such a cult classic? I think because it finally told the story that, you know, everyone thinks about and doesn't necessarily talk about prior to that time. Uh, you know, a, a man who's happily married, having an affair, and then the woman turning into this sort of villainous after him. It, it's the dread of any man who's ever been unfaithful. <laughs> you know, so it it just it just rang a bell for so many people in our culture at that time that this movie was made about something like that. I think that's probably it. I used to say that I always knew about a man's capacity for fidelity by the way they would react to the movie. If an interviewer, a male interviewer said to me, don't you think that was kind of heavy punishment for an affair? I knew that he played around. And if he said, God, it just made me want to go home and hug my wife and kids. I knew a lot about that too. So I had a lot of fun while we were promoting it because I learned a lot about the world we live in, or at least the men that interviewed me. I learned a lot about them. And then working with Michael Douglas and Glenn Close, what was that like? And have you talked to them recently? Uh, Not recently, but Michael is the ultimate professional and very generous. And he really always wants to give female actresses their chance in front of the camera. He's protective of them. He gives them their space. Uh, Glenn was fabulous. She wrote me the most beautiful letter I've ever received from an actor about my performance in the movie. Uh, I've kept it. I'll treasure it forever. Mm-hmm. Really a kind, generous soul as well. So I, I did have the opportunity to work with beautiful people and Adrian Lyne, the director, was phenomenal. So I, I had an opportunity to work with wonderful people and I've seen them off and on, but we live on different coasts. They both live in New York and I live in LA. So the chance of getting together is, you know, not as often as one would hope. And lastly, what's each of your advice for aspiring actors? Well, I would say really study the craft, whatever craft, if you're for aspiring actors, right? You said, yeah, study, study the craft you know, really watch a lot of things, educate yourself, read tons and have conversations, you know, find a way to have conversations with other artists about what it takes, what's the process and develop and embrace a process that you're excited about and that you will, you know, redefine and fine tune. You know, there's nothing more exciting to me than, than being an artist. 
I just think that it's just such an exciting journey to pick in life. You have to immerse yourself. You know, you can't just tiptoe in the water. You just have to really dive in and go all in and give all of yourself to it. You know, it's profound to do it. And it's a craft that you have to respect as much. I would agree with everything Michelle said. And I used to say when I was young, and I, I'd still say it today, you have to want it worse than the rest of the world doesn't want you to have it because it kind of feels that way. There's so much rejection. You have to love it that much. And if you think there's something else you could do, then you probably shouldn't be. You just have to feel like this is the only thing I can do in my life. I won't be happy. I won't have found my purpose in life unless I can be an artist. I grew up in a family of artists. My mother was an actress, my father an actor, and my stepfather a theatrical producer. And we used to say that artists were the chosen people because they're the ones that change the world. They're the ones that create new ideas. They're the ones that fill people up from the inside. I mean, everything happens because of art, whether it's architecture or painting or acting or music. It all happens. A culture is only as great as those dreams that are dreamed by artists. So for me, it's everything, needless to say. <laughs> yeah. And then is the play, do we know where that's showing yet or is that in the yeah. work? On Eventbrite, you can see it for a few more performances. To get your ticket to the circus, just visit eventbrite.com. But hurry, it only runs till the end of June. To see more of this interview, visit our website, lifeminute.tv. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Life Minute TV.